Welcome to DocPod, everybody. What's up? I'm I'm Johan. I'm Vincent. And uh, this is our podcast uh, that you've been nice enough to listen to now for the last like three or four months in the yeah. year of our Lord 2020. Um, so above all, thank you guys for listening and, and making us um, continue to do this, putting the pressure on us to continue to do this. Um, thanks for giving us an audience when we definitely do not deserve it, which is cool. Um um, so t- tell them the, uh, the idea. All right. So we're recording this little preamble to kind of, uh, lube you guys up, ease us in, you know? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, let's see. Uh, preheat the oven mm-hmm. of your butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we're, uh, so we recorded our top five episode with our good friend Aiden, um, on Christmas, if I'm not mistaken, that is going to be one chunk of this episode, uh, is us drunkenly recounting our top five films of the year and any related memories or stories connected with those. Again, we were joined by our friend Aiden. He's great and we love him. He's our special boy. Um, and then the other chunk of this episode is going to be us responding to your emails and playing back some of your guys' voicemails. Um, we opened up the Doc Plus Pod emergency uh, phone lines the other day, um, and you guys flooded them. So thank you. Thank you for that. Ring, ring, ring. Postman. What is? All right. So our first email our only email <gasps> oh wow comes to us from a good friend of the show good friend in real life pal man about town alex carley um let's go yep the kid um he writes in to say hello gents love the pod with this year coming to a close i can think of no better movie to discuss than the rockumentary telling the story of the hero of nakatomi plaza I don't know what it's called, never seen the film myself, but the Cleveland show put on what I'm led to believe is an accurate representation. I'd like to see Mark Wahlberg claim he could have saved the day to that funky bunch bitch. Also, Tread, I feel like that guy almost deserves a pass. Who knows in life, in another life, he could have held the Pinewood Derby world record or something. Anyways, cheers and dudes, and then he sends the rock emoji. So that leads me to believe it is Dude's Rock. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. So what is Tread? First of all, I'm going to look that know. up right now. Okay. American Welder. If this is the movie he's talking about, this sounds fucking sick. It's on Netflix right now. He wow. might have just dropped fire in the booth on us. Pushed to his breaking point, a master welder in a small town at the foot of the Rocky Mountains quietly fortifies a bulldozer with 30 tons of concrete and steel yeah. and seeks to destroy those he believes have wronged him. Let's go. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my God. This sounds tight. Desperate men do desperate things. That's what the tagline is. 
this is what, this is what we're talking about, Alex. Documentaries can be anything. They can be action movies. They can be yeah. They they can be um post real life post apocalyptic Mad Max terrorist attacks or whatever the fuck this is. Um, blackened ranch. Uh, yeah, as well. <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean yeah. Uh, Tread sounds cool, Alex, and you might have yes. just given me the first movie I'll watch uh, in 2021. I should yes. mention we're recording this part on New Year's. We are. Eve. I did think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we did. We hit the the first part of the or the second the other part of this pod on uh, Christmas, and this part's on New Year's. So that's fun, you know. Yeah. Um, thank you for the email, Alex. And then I'm sorry. The other yes. part was about Die Hard. Vince, have you watched Die Hard ever? Yeah. I watched it in theaters for the first time two years ago. It's, yeah, I feel like Sophie and I randomly watched it during quarantine or something. It's like the coolest shit. Oh, really? I thought it was like... You don't like it, Vince? All right, so now we're going to hit some of these voicemails. All right, so this um, this first voicemail comes to us from... Um, why don't we just play it first? <laughs> Country road, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home, country road. Uh, that was Hannah, my girlfriend. Um, the first time we played that in one of the, the moments that uh, will be cut out of the uh, sec- segment we recorded with Aiden, I'm pretty sure Aiden definitely started crying. <laughs> and I think Vince had an existential crisis upon hearing Hannah sing uh, Country Roads by uh, John Denver. Um, yeah, so documentary filmmaking uh, is really cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and we're we're happy to happy to. Um, we said documentaries can be anything, guys. Documentaries can be uh, "Country Roads," "Take Me Home" by John Denver. Yeah, the ending of Logan Lucky documentary. Little known. That's fact. a documentary. It's a documentary. Yeah. yeah. Um, that song makes me sad every time I hear it. So sad. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I I do remember watching that with you and Aiden and getting extremely sad at that point. Yeah, I think all three of us took turns crying watching the ending of Logan Lucky. That was a that was a yeah. fun one. Um, damn, shit. Should we call the police on Hannah for conducting like a terrorist definitely, attack? Definitely, definitely for. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an emotional terrorist attack. All right, the next. So thank you for that email or voicemail, Hannah. I'm sorry, this yes. this black tea that I'm sipping has me tripping. I apologize. Mm-hmm. The next voicemail we're going to talk about is uh, comes to us from an unknown listener. It's actually three voicemails all put together. So I'm going to play them and we'll we'll see if we can figure out who it's from. Boy. I had a fucking documentary request called The Dead that Motley fucking crew and that's it. I think there that was a, a, list, yep. a listener from from Bristol or or Leicestershire Steinville um mm-hmm. requesting yep. we cover the uh the dirt 
the uh, Motley Crue uh, documentary. It looks like that person left us uh, two more voicemails, so let's play through them right now. Um, real quick, Johan. Yeah. Just as a signifier to me, can you do something? Can you like snap or something right before you click play? Like not just yeah. to leave a note in there to where that's what I'll cut in with the audio. That is okay. okay do you want me to? You. Do you want to go back and? No, no, you're just good. Just going you're forward. Good. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, there. I was just wondering why y'all hadn't watched uh, the dirt, uh, the documentary, the dirt about a uh, Motley Crue yet. Um, I, I just think it'd be a great addition to the podcast episodes y'all y'all done already released. Um, thank you, much love. Bye. I love wow. I love how this person is an old lady, and then she signs off like a Rastafari. Thank you, much love. Yeah, much. <laughs> Thank Fantastic you. Fantastic stuff. Blessings, lot, lot blessings of, upon your head top. Yeah. A lot, lot of love for the for the Dirt by Motley Crue. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have I the heart to, to tell them that it's... Or you know what? It, it is a documentary. <laughs> Who cares? I, I don't know. All right. Uh, and then we got our last one from... You know, it's the same phone number, but I have, I have a huh. sinking feeling they're going to do another accent on us. I could be wrong, uh-huh. though. I could be wrong. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, big fan of the podcast. And I'm like, why? One thing that's been bothering me, like, wandering and wandering, like, no, not the night, like, I'm losing sleep already. Ooh. Why? Why did I fail to watch The Dirt? That's like one of the best documentaries. And, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's baffling to me, but that's just a request from a fan, so uh, I do much appreciate it. Much love. Uh, take care. Happy holidays. Now we've got a Mexican Rastafari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh one, my god. He says he says it okay, he says it's baffling to me. It's baffling to him that we haven't covered the dirt. And at one point it sounds like it, he's saying it happened to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> lived through the entire plot of the dirt. <laughs> um God. Those kids. <laughs> Ever since, so those come to us from our friend Alp. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right, Alpito, but Yazerdag, I think. Um, I, I, you, I am, I am beside myself, sir. Yeah, it's real funny. Um, we miss you. Yeah, we do <laughs> miss you, bud. Um, yeah. The the dirt directed by Jeff Tremaine and starring Machine Gun Kelly was a Netflix movie about uh, Motley Crue. Again, it was not a documentary, but who am I to judge, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think uh, uh, the compromise I'll make with Alp is that uh, when we do inevitably cover uh, the what's soon to be the quadrilogy of Jackass movies that will be released... Um, We'll probably talk about Bad Grandpa as well, and who knows? We'll probably end up talking about The Dirt, uh, starring Machine Gun Kelly, about Motley Crue. Let's go. Let's go. All right, our uh, next voicemail comes to us from our good pal, comrade, Felicia. Um, Yeah, let's see what uh, Felicia has to say. Hi, this is Felicia, a long-time listener, first-time caller, um, just want to say I love what you guys do and, uh, yeah, there's like a billion more that I could think of that I would like to see you guys do. I loved 
your Agnes Varda stuff. And I would like to see more of that. Um, I would also love to hear about some documentaries you hate and that maybe you've seen before and you want to revisit. Um, I would be fascinated Mm-mm. to know what you have to say about like Morgan Spurlock, for instance. Ooh. That would be interesting. Um, more Varda. Um, you know me, I'd love some tears, Tommy. Anyway, great job. Um, well, shit. Shout out Felice. Shout out Felice. Yeah, Felicia and Alp. Uh, power couple, if there ever was one. Thank you guys. Salute. Salute to some... Some, some real soldiers. Some real... pod, pod mem- Definitely members of the Poddock Street Team Vanguard. I would say so. For sure. Um, all right. So, let's see. Thank you for the kind words. Yes. Um, so, I had an idea that I... I ran by Vince regarding Varda that I think would be cool is so our first episode, basically our test episode um, was um, just a brief kind of like late career rumination on, on Varda stuff. Yeah. Um, So I've been kind of wiggling my way through the criterion box set. Um, No, thought it'd be a cool idea to maybe break Varda up into periods. That's right. Yeah. It's that's not, a good idea. Yeah. It's not like some super fly shit because I mean, the box set kind of already does that for you, but I mean, yeah. I don't know if we could, that'd be an excuse to talk about Varda regularly. We could maybe break it up into like mini sods or something like that, like smaller apps and then just do yeah. periods in her career. Mm. Um, I honestly don't even fucking care if we talk about just nonfiction stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, she is everything, so why not just talk about everything? Either one. We will yeah, be I'm talking about Varda. Definitely more Varda to come. One, I mean, goaded. Goaded. Yeah, Vince, I got the Varda do-rag on right now. It's uh, it's really nice. It makes me feel powerful. It's cool that you tied it the way Ski Mask the Sump God said that he invented it <laughs> no. being tied. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah johan why don't we talk about morgan spurlock uh well morgan's morgan's spurgeon sturgeon morgan spurlock can suck my dick from the back respectfully of course yeah no offense um, to morgan spurlock um didn't morgan spurlock like sexually assault someone too he got me too he did he's a bad guy and then he used him being outed and called out for that um as like no this is like a learning experience for me and for like everybody like i'm like a good guy so like you guys can all learn from like what i did and like not do it okay goofy. okay boomer goofy loser um fugazi that, ass morgan spurlock yeah i mean Sophie and I were talking about this just the other day of just like, well, Supersize Me is like a lot of people's intro to documentary stuff. 100%. Um, And, you know, of course, we do want to cast a wide net. We do try to cover things that are new and are popular. Um, But like, I I mean, I guess we could go back to like a Morgan Spurlock at some point. But I think you do, if you listen to the podcast and you watch one of his joints, like you know what to look for in documentary like form and ethics and you can see that like where this man fails repeatedly Um, yeah if you want to know why we hate uh morgan spurlock 
watch uh supersize me and then just look at how he presents his wife in that movie (laughs) just like oh you dumb bitch let me eat mcdonald's and do this thing i'm sorry i can't have sex with you god shut up leave me alone he is it's like being over at your friend's house and watching your friend like curse out his mom or something yeah that sucks bro i don't know don't Um, do that but yeah, I mean, it would be interesting for us to do. Uh, I don't know. We could do. We, we we do have to keep doing the popular ones, and hopefully, we do run into more like bad ones. Um, we got lucky because like this is Paris is like pretty good, um, but like you know, if we come across another social dilemma type thing, we're gonna have to jump uh, on it. Yeah, because um, yeah. It's fun to shit on stuff occasionally. Sure, sure. But there I mean it is important. Like that's this is why we talk for hours about films is just like, well, there it's there are reasons. Yeah, every bad doc or yeah. every bad <laughs> film is still a learning experience. There's nothing that is uh to be taken completely at face value with nothing to I don't know, gain from it. I don't know. You watch something bad and you suddenly know that you have these mistakes that you can avoid on your next project or keep your eye open for when you're watching good stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah. Let me see. Morgan Spurlock directed. Um, whoa. Okay. He was a production assistant on Leon, the professional, the Luke Besson movie. What the fuck? <laughs> Are we ready to cancel him just for that? Just off that. That is Sis. so funny. Come on. Sis. Uh, let's see. 2004, he's got Super Size Me. Um, then That's true. 2008, he did he did follow it up with this other documentary that I've seen a long time ago. It was called um, Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden? 2008. Um, bizarre. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> did you find him, Morgan? Where the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That... The Bush administration never happened. Uh, He directed a segment in uh, the documentary Freakonomics. Um, Have you ever, have you seen the, the list of directors who directed stuff for the Freakonomics movie? No, dude, it's stacked. Um, Heidi Ewing and Rachel Grady, who directed um, Jesus camp, if I'm not mistaken, they're, they're pimps. Um, Alex Gibney, Seth Gordon, who directed the King of Kong. Um, and Eugene Jarecki, um, what? which is, uh, he directed, uh, let's see, uh, The House I Live In, uh, The Trials of Henry Kissinger, uh, lots of, uh, like political documentaries. And then, uh, yeah, Morgan Spurlock, uh, directed shit. Weird. Yeah, that is, a. Uh, that's, it's fucking, it's stacked, dude. I don't know. Um. That really is the, uh, help me out here, the 98 bulls of documentary filmmaking. Is it? <laughs> maybe, what is the year that he, maybe it's the 95. <laughs> in terms of, uh, in terms of white people making documentaries, they're like the, the, the 95 bulls if the bulls were white documentary filmmakers. Yes. My mom says hi. Hey, happy new year, mom. 
Okay, sorry. Morgan Spurlock's middle name is Valentine. Sus. Um, he also directed... Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay, the greatest movie ever sold. Um, if you know about that one, it's like about uh, marketing, advertisement, product placement. He directed a Comic-Con documentary called Comic-Con Episode 4, A Fan's Hope. Uh, he directed Mansum, which is about manscaping. Um one Direction, This Is Us. We love Pop Docs. We could talk about the One Direction movie. I was going to bring up that he did the One Direction. I was just waiting for that, honestly. That would be cool. Um, yeah, I think I, I think that is like pretty much it up until um, Super Size Me 2, Holy Chicken. So, Which is not good. I would be I would be down to talk about Morgan Spurlock. Yeah. Morgan Spurlock, um, maybe later, you know, not totally dismissing this or whatever, but we're definitely gonna talk about things in that realm um continually. Yeah. Anything that's new and could be good or bad. So hundred percent. All right. Alrighty. Thank you, Felicia. This next voicemail comes to us from my good friend Dean on Twitter at Dunelos. He's a uh, one of the Diet Coke boys, a true hard dick champion. Uh, mm. Let's see what Dean mm. has mm-hmm. to say. Hey, boys. Uh, Dean here. Just uh, calling to wish you congrats on the podcast. Um, awesome you guys are able to put this together in this horrible year. Um, I don't have anything personal to promote, but I just have uh, one question. Um, what is some of your guys' favorite first-time watches this year? Um, I guess some of mine would have to be... Malcolm X, High and Low, and the Hong Kong action movie, Eastern Condors. But uh, what are some of your guys? Take care. Good question. Uh, Thank you for the voicemail, Dean. Vince, you do this every year um, where you have like your first time watches list, right? Pretty consistently. I do like it. Um, Sorry, I don't have it pulled up. It's okay. I've got mine pulled up. Do you want me to, so I copied you guys and I was prepared for once. Um, so oh he, uh, Dean mentions Dean has good taste. Spoiler alert, folks. Um, and he <laughs> mentioned <gasps> Malcolm X. Malcolm X is also probably my uh, favorite first time watch this year. Um, but aside from that, I mean, I did a deep dive on Abel Ferrara. Um, so I, like Bad Lieutenant and China Girl are uh, phenomenal films. Um Bad Lieutenant is probably up there with First Reformed as like being one of my favorite on-screen depictions of Catholicism. Um, Ali, Michael Mann's Ali is good wow, su- yeah. supplementary material to Malcolm X. Um, Scorsese's Bringing Out the Dead, the Nicolas Cage one. Uh, that shit is incredible. Queen Latifah uh, has a voice role as a 911 operator. It's awesome. Really, wow. really cool. I think Martin Scorsese too. Marty uh, cameos as a as a nine one one voice. I love a Marty cameo. I do too. Um, a movie that you recommended to me not too long ago, Vince. Um, and by not too long ago, I'm stupid. Uh, literally one of the first movies we ever talked about was uh, Walker, the Alex Cox Ed Harris movie. Yes. Yeah, I watched that one this past year, uh, and that shit rocks. And we need a Criterion Blu-ray stat. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's about, uh, let's see, William Walker's uh, attempted 
I'm pulling it up right now. Um, like coup of Nicaragua in the mid 19th century, but it's full of anachronisms and Alex Cox has, um, the, the deus ex mocking of that movie is literally intervention by the modern U.S. military in the past. Uh, helicopters touch down, M-16s, assault rifles, the whole thing. People are sometimes reading newspapers or like watching TV. Uh, it's a better, it's doing uh, what Tesla tried to do this past year. Uh, exactly, but yeah. a lot better and a lot more interesting. Um, sorry for going long on it. But in terms of docs, Dean. Shot by Robbie Mueller. Shot by Robbie Mueller. Fucking rocks. Um in terms of docs, I watched, uh, I mean, we watched A Married Couple. We watched, um, I'm counting News From Home. I don't fucking care. That can be anything. Um, News From Home, uh, Chantal Ackerman, uh, Salute Le Cuban, Varda, uh, Stop Making Sense, obviously. And then The War Room at the about the Clinton campaign are all phenomenal documentaries. But out of those, uh, I, I watched one that we did not mention at all on the pod, it's uh, mm. by a director who is deceased, unfortunately. His name is Michael Glagauer, uh, and he directed a film in 1998 called Megacities um, about moments in time, sort of just vignettes in different cities across the world. Um, the reason why I found this documentary is because um, I am trying to crack a project on a doc a documentary short on a mexican luchador named um super barrio which basically means like super neighborhood um mm. and he is a a communist advocate for against landlords in addition to being a yeah in addition to being a a luchador that's uh, incredible it's the coolest thing I've ever known. Uh, word to Hannah for putting me on to Super Barrio. She read Watchmen <laughs> earlier this year. Uh, I got it for her for Christmas. She read it during Quar and she was reading about like real life superheroes and Super Barrio came up. Uh, and I found that this documentary was directed uh, by Michael Glagauer and it, he's Super Barrio is barely in it. But I mean, what what Glagauer captures in this is absurd uh, and ethically not sound and dangerous mm. it's it's awesome uh yeah sorry what you got vince okay all right first up i have um urban rashomon is kalika law it's one of the, i think it might be the first or the second short of that series that was on criterion um that one is like the one um really like discovering his work this year old joy uh, Yurt. i mean god damn Okay. Um, only Angels Have Wings, Howard Hawks, The Goat, Julian Donkey Boy. Yep, starring Friend of the Pod, Werner Herzog. Shouts out The Zog. Um, you said News From Home. I'm also going to say News From Home. <laughs> Fuck the haters. I'm yeah. getting a report right now. CNN breaking news. Fuck the haters. The haters don't have power over us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> belly. Belly is tough. Belly was my Nothing. New Year's watch last year. Nothing looks like Belly. Not a damn thing. And then why doesn't everything look like Belly? Aren't they watching? Um, are they watching Julian Donkey Boy or Gummo in Belly? Gummo. Okay, rocks. Yeah, cool. That's right. Um, the lovers on the bridge that Leo's Carax film. Yep. Um, 
that one I, I really love and I would love um, a Blu-ray of it, um, which I just found out exists. So look under your seat, Vincent Briscoe. What? <laughs> you get a Blu-ray. Look under Yo, your hon, seat. Oh my God. <laughs> um, let's see. Cuda Torson. Um, just because it's a it's a like funny and nasty little political film. And also 80s Isabel Huppert, you kind of can't go wrong with, um, directed by Bertrand Tavernier. I finally watched Possession, which is, I'm, I'm more so just like proud of. Is that the uh, Zulowski? Yeah. I've not seen that. I, I'm scared because it seems really horny, but I really want to watch it because it's like a Lovecraft horror movie. It's no, it's a lot weirder, I guess, than I thought it would be. Um, right. And definitely, like, more dramatic. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Possession is cool because it's the type of movie yeah. that lives on the sc- homemade screen-printed t-shirts of film school boys who drop out after the second year because they took too much ketamine. Yes. So, salute to, salute to, to my cat friends. You know who you are. Yeah. Oh, and also A Moment of Innocence. Swag. Sh- shout out to that movie for the rest of my life. <laughs> Swag on your dad. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is Math Mobov? Uh, or am I... Yes. Oh, wait. And then the last one, sorry, sorry, is that movie um, Black Girl. Uh, yeah. It's on Criterion. It's very good. And um, we. I'm always a fan of anybody who points at um, having a job as being a bad thing. Jobs, uh, jobs suck. Even a good job. That's no, that's, uh, that's too simplified, but you know, um, inherently dehumanizing. How about that? So (laughs) stand by my statement. Jobs suck. (laughs) Even a good job. All right. Uh, watch, uh, watch those films. Uh, me and Vince as well as Dean are the, uh, only arbiters of good taste in the, uh, continental United States. So Mm -hmm. our next voicemail comes to us from. I believe it is our good friend Ben, uh, Docplus Pod fact check uh, liaison and uh, vanguard of the Docplus Pod street team. Uh, let's see what Ben's got to say. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is uh, Ben calling in, uh, sending love from Richmond, Virginia tonight. Uh, VA! Just calling in to uh, talk about a couple of my favorite documentaries from the year. Uh, the first three that came to my mind, uh, no particular order. Uh, definitely Dick Johnson is dead. Salute. Uh, feels good man and, uh, Jasper Mall. Uh, hope you guys are doing all right and, uh, look forward to listening to the episode. Bye. Ben. You champion. Will you marry me and Vince? <laughs> You're an absolute champion, Ben. <laughs> Hard dick warrior of the sun, <laughs> Benny. Um, yeah, uh, great picks. Thanks, thanks for calling in. Shout out to the whole DMV. Of course. Um, let's see. Um, Jasper Mall. I still need to see. It is phenomenal. We talk about it if yeah. I'm not mistaken on the episode with Aiden, um, mm-hmm. or on our bit with Aiden rather. Yeah. Um, Jasper Mall is incredible, guys. Uh, that is a documentary that does not ask anything of you except for your time. Um, it's not going to challenge you in any way. It is a, a perfect comfort watch. You should you should all be watching Jasper Mall. Uh, feels good, man. Uh, we watched that one at Sundance. Uh, feels good, man. Fucking rocks. Um, yeah. Phenomenal, ethical, really good presentation in that movie. Um, and then of course, Dick Johnson is dead. Yeah. 
Then simply goaded. Simply goaded. If I were Christian Johnson, I would simply make the best documentary of the 2020s in the first month of 2020. Dead ass. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> no, I'm, she really did that. It's shit. the best. It's a, uh, I know the nothing. Let's a hey, let's skip to at midnight tonight. We're going to 2030. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. The world is ravaged by Corona 2016. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, ben. You rule. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you've got thank you. Great, thank taste. you, Ben Liani. Ben, ben Liani. Benjamin Duccio. <laughs> yeah, uh, from our Italian contingency, of course. Even though he has a uh, German last name that makes mine look uh, pussy in comparison, um, mm. but we're all Italians uh, on this fine day. All right, our next voicemail comes to us from our good pal, um, Adam, from the Aggressively OK podcast. Hey, uh, Doc Plus Pod Boys. This is Adam Storius from the AOK Pod. Um, well, first of all, I just want to congratulate you guys on an awesome first year potting. Um, you guys are the best. I love both of you dearly. And your insight into documentaries, but also just like film in general, is one of the coolest things and i treasure meeting you both this year very dearly um also want to say probably my favorite doc of the year um dick johnson is dead boy state american utopia i think 76 days of the 2021 release but i saw the tiff and i loved it so that's a big recommendation um the last dance is TV show, but it's also a docu-series, and I thought that was brilliant. And one that I don't think many people are really talking about, but the Fresh Prince documentary on HBO Max was really emotional for me. I kind of like grew up on Fresh Prince reruns, so I just thought that was great. Um, but I'm also looking to forward to catching up on everything you guys talk about and recommend, because you guys do such a great job of covering a wide variety of it, so... Here's the whole thing. You guys have a great 2021 and can we post some more apps, boys? Take care. Well, well, you're just a sweetheart, Adam. That's so nice. Come over here. Thank come you here. so much. Come over here. Come on. Come, come on. Mm-hmm. Hey, come on. Mm-hmm. A kiss mm. for you, Adam. Mm. You rock. Uh, no, it was a dude. Yeah. 2020 gave us a, a, a a lifelong bond uh, between us two and you and Joey. So we appreciate yeah. you guys um, um, genuinely. Yes. Adam. And thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming on for the, the Borat episode. I still really loved that experience. I play back the first like 10 minutes of that episode every once in a while just to laugh. It's a, it's a good time. Um, it's a really good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Adam, uh, spoiler alert, has really good taste. Um, yes, uh, Dick Johnson is dead, obviously goaded. Uh, American Utopia is one that I think we've softened on a little bit since recording our episode. Teensy bit. Why Why can I not remember what American Utopia is? David Byrne. Oh my god, yes. Okay, yes. Um a little yeah. bit. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Uh, it's still really good. It's still one of my, uh, definitely one of my favorite like things I've seen this year. But um, I think initially when me and Vince were recording, we were both, I mean, you guys heard the episode. I don't know. We were both really amped. And then as the episode progressed, uh, it just yeah. became sort of like, oh, that was okay. Um, yeah. 
but it's good. I'll take it. I'll take David Byrne, however I can get him. And yeah, uh, 76 Days has been on my radar since TIFF. Do you know what this is, Vince? No. 76 Days is raw and intimate. This documentary captures the struggles of patients and frontline medical professionals battling the COVID-19 pandemic in Wuhan. It is directed by Hao Wu and Wishi Chen. Um, and it is distributed, it looks like, by MTV Films. So there's the oh, there's the Jeff Tremaine connection again, Alp. The um, cosign. Yeah, the cosign. Um, as you know, yeah. uh, I mentioned it as one of my favorite honorable mentions. Uh, Corona Nation, Coronation by Ai Weiwei is one of the most bizarre and politically cogent uh pieces of art to come out of the moment. Um, and 76 days sounds like it is going to be carrying that, um, that, that sort of tradition forward. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. Sounds really cool. Yeah. So no, I'm excited to talk about that. He mentions the last dance. Yes. The last dance is not getting any love for whatever reason we talked about it. We love it. I don't know. It's still fun. Yeah. Yeah, It's cool. Yeah. Um, the fresh Prince doc though, did you watch it? No, did you? I did. Yeah, I watched it. Um, it was, it's like half reunion special, half documentary about like the show, the process and stuff. Um, mm. Pretty, pretty solid. Uh, it It's nice to see everybody get together back in the house again, the Fresh Prince house. Yeah. Um, did make me cry because they're talking about James Avery obviously it's really sad um so weird to think of this happening and him not being there yeah for sure um for sure it does make me happy that uh, dj jazzy jeff is included with the main cast um i don't know nice. if, uh, yeah i don't know if you know the background but jazz talks about how he always kind of felt like an odd man out because he truly was not an actor he was just yeah. a musician um and how will kind of had to repeatedly coax him into like doing it yeah it's it's awesome um but you can't talk about the fresh prince reunion without talking about original aunt vib uh janet hubert um gets bought back into the fold um and will tries to smooth he tries to will smith his way through past indiscretions by being like i was just a young man i didn't quite blah 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 she she calls him out on his bullshit honestly tells him that she feels like she was abused by him and many of the other people on the, on the, on the cast and crew um, emotionally just completely wrecked her financially ruined her career. Um, it is dark. <laughs> it's grim, dude. Jeez. Yeah, it's grim. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. I don't know if you're gonna watch it. You should you should because uh, you much like myself are a gossipy bitch. Uh, that original Aunt Viv coming back into the fold is insane. Fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for for mentioning that. Thanks for giving us an opportunity to chat about that <laughs> real quick. Yeah. I wa- I watched the entire show this past summer again. Really? Yeah. I watched the whole thing. Oh, I didn't know. In like two weeks. <laughs> Damn, this summer was like super lit for you. Be honest. Fresh Prince, BLTs. Matcha green tea. Matcha green tea. I'm writing my... um, God. I'm writing my 
I'm writing up my 2015 uh, or 2020, excuse me, favorite 15. And you joke, but I, my, my, I just, <laughs> instead of whatever, I'm trying not to harp on bad things. So I'm, I'm writing about stuff that I'm thankful for. Uh, yeah. I'll give you guys the sneak peek right here. Um, my health, my parents, my sweet Hannah, my wonderful friends, my podcast, my cool job, poke bowls, sweet potato noodles, matcha green tea, diet Coke, Bernie Sanders. And of course, the movies. Uh, but I'm going to add BLTs in there because you just reminded me. You can't, you can't forget BLTs. The summer was super lit for me. I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. Getting, getting COVID, watching the Fresh Prince, waking up to yeah. a BLT every day from my beautiful mom. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> if I could catch COVID again, I would. Let's go. Just kidding. No. Thank you, Adam. We love you. Yes. Thank you. Next one comes to us from Joey, uh, co-host of the AOK podcast, who left us a a two-minute long voicemail. (laughs) Bro. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Doc Pless Pod Boy. What's up, guys? It's me, Joseph. Uh, Salamone, the, the boy, the man, the, guy, <laughs> um, the baby. Uh, and I'm coming at you guys to tell you that my favorite film of the year is, uh, actually, um, a little ditty called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, Nine Days was gonna be my favorite, but it was unfortunately delayed to next year. So, uh, that, that Charlie Kaufman joint. Has uh, topped my list. I thought the the screenplay was very dense, and the direction was, was oh so sharp. <laughs> um, but uh, I got Shithouse and Minari as two honorable runner-ups, with Mank just sliding into that fourth place. <laughs> you can find out my top ten on the aggressively okay podcast. Shameless. Yes, sir. Party, ladies and gentlemen. Um, nice. But yeah, 2020 was a good year for uh, movies. I'm getting a phone call right now that I'm not going to pick up because I'm making this voicemail. Um, you know, a lot of good movies, a lot of bad movies this year. No, but more good ones. Good, my favorite doc, doc, because uh, you guys are doc plus pods. It's probably John no, we're Dead. Not. Uh, I almost made me cry. Uh, Boy State, though, for a while was my favorite movie of the year. I thought that was. Excellent, excellent documentary. Uh, and then Borat 2, I don't know if that counts as a doc, but that's, a, you know, it's a mock, it's a mock doc, baby. We had you on uh, to yeah, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I saw any, uh, I didn't see any, I actually didn't see any bad movies this year. I'm looking at my list now, and every movie is actually a 10 out of 10. So just disregard everything I just said. Um, okay. Um, have a nice Christmas. Have a unless it's coming after Christmas and have a happy New Year. Uh, I'm giving both of you Doc Plus Pod boys, <laughs> you little boys. I'm giving you a kiss on the lips, just a little. Have a have a happy holidays. Uh, Joey, <laughs> Joey, <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah. Um, I feel like I just watched Decalogue. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Did you think you were you know talking? Did you think hey. you were talking to me on the phone while you were leaving that voice? I know. Like, <laughs> thank you, Joey. Um, hey, nine days sounds cool. We missed it at Sundance. Uh, I look forward to watching yeah. that one. Um, I didn't. I 
the Kaufman was a miss for me, but I, I, I'm, I'm really happy listening to you and Adam's talk. You and Adam, excuse me, talk about it. It uh, very clearly means something to you guys, and that is cool. Any movie that you can get value from gets a pass in my book. Um, I didn't watch it. Yeah, um, Minari rules. Uh, Shit house. I is still on my watch list. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody listening to this should listen to the Aggressively Okay podcast because those are two cute boys talking about cute movies. Um, mm-hmm. Dick Johnson little is... Little ditties. Little ditties, of course. Dick Johnson is dead. Banger. Boy State rules. Um, let's see. Uh, Borat 2, of course. Uh, one of the most important films of the year. Uh, Mank can uh, respectfully, of course, suck my dick from the back. Suck my dick. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Respect, yeah. Um, he did Res- mention art with respect, though. with respect, of course. That movie can suck my penis. Um, Artemis Fowl, though, mm-hmm. suck shit. Um, so, <laughs> thank you for the, higher. Thank you for the voicemail, Joey. We love you, and we're kissing yes. you on the lips as well. Yes. All right. Uh, next one is our pal Marcus Baker, who is one of. Uh, uh, I'm very thankful to have met him through Letterboxd this year. Letterboxd is a good platform for let's go meeting cool dudes. Um, is it? I was just cruising on Letterboxd. Yeah, <laughs> I met, I met yeah. Marcus. Um, cruising Joe on Letterboxd. Cruising yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's hear from Marcus. Johan Vince, uh, this is writer and filmmaker Marcus Baker. Um, I know Johan because we first connected on Letterboxd and now on all of the social medias, but I'm a big fan of the show. Um, and that part of that for me is that I have just started to dip my toes into documentaries and the show has been a great primer for me, um, to, you know, hear about a lot of films and filmmakers that I haven't necessarily heard of before. Um, it's been really cool to do that, but also I just like hearing two dudes who love something talk about what they love Woo! and why they love it. Um, so in that spirit, really quick, uh, I want to talk about a film that I loved in 2020 called A Worm in the Heart, directed by Paul Rice. Um, it's a documentary about Paul and his partner traveling along the Trans-Siberian Railroad um, and trying to engage with the LGBTQ communities along the way. Um, and over in Russia, uh, you know, they face a great deal of persecution and there's a great struggle. And it sounds like it would be very heavy, uh, but it's actually really a tribute to the resilience of those communities in the face of such incredible strife. Um, it's a very beautiful, very human film. I mean, I hope more people can see it. Uh, it's doing the doc, it's doing the festival thing now. Uh, I think it'll be out streaming next year and I hope whenever that time comes, you guys will you guys will take it into account and maybe maybe cover it on the show. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, if you want to, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Marcus Baker Film or Letterboxd if you know where to look. Um, but overall, you know, let's just hope that 2021 is better with even more Doc and Pod. Uh, you guys are awesome, and I can't wait to hear more of your show. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. If there's one thing we can promise you for 2021 is that you will have more docs and more pods. So, shit. Hell yeah. It'll happen. Um, Do you know about A Worm in the Heart, Vince? No, but I had a joke I wanted to make. Go ahead. (laughs) Which is, the the director's name was Paul Rice. 
But I thought it would be funny if his name was Paul twice, and then he found out his middle name was also Paul. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Rice. Paul twice. The director's so nice, they named him Rice. Yes. Excellent. Um, when Marcus, Marcus told me about a worm in the heart a couple months ago, um, he has that episode reserved to come on, uh, should, should we cover it? Um, mm-hmm. yes. but it reminded me a lot of welcome to Chechnya. Do you remember that one, Vince? That one just came out this year. Played Sundance. Mm. Uh, welcome I've, to, I've, I've heard of it. It's on HBO directed by David France. Um, Activists risking their lives to confront Russian leader Ramzan Kadyrov and his government-directed campaign to detain, torture, and execute LGBTQ Chechens. Um, It reminded me a lot, um, I guess, culturally covering sort of the same part of the world, uh, similar issues. uh, But Worm in the Heart seems like it's going to be much more of a love story. Um, And that sounds really cool because Welcome to Chechnya is great, but it is... Just another political bummer. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Marcus is great, guys. Follow him everywhere. Marcus Baker. He's a good person. I'm very thankful to um, to know Marcus. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and his, his, um, his phone number is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> All, right. All right. We've got our uh, next uh, our next voicemail. Um, well, uh, let's just play it. Hey, Peter. It's an honor to be asked about what my favorite movie of the year is for the Cinephiliacs. It's, it's really my favorite film podcast. So I'm really honored that you asked me to call in. Um, my two favorite movies, I would say, would be Dean, uh, which is Christian Petzold's new movie. I've never been a huge fan of him before, but this mythic love story um, that is also about the overdevelopment of Berlin post World War II. Uh, it was really, really lovely. And I also love John Gianvito's Her Socialist Smile, which is about Helen Keller and her, uh, the part of her life that does not get written about the 60 odd years where she was a, uh, activist, uh, not only for differently abled people, but also for the working class of America. Um, it's been a hell of a year, but Glad to share some of it with you. Thanks so much. Thanks to all the Cinephiliacs listeners. Hey. Uh, my name is Peter Labuza, and this is the Cinephiliacs. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Moopy. <laughs> That's my... A curated collection. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jason, Bronco, mm-hmm. Miller. King. The third, yeah. The third. Um, first of all, fuck you. Um, no. <laughs> um, no. No. Thank you for... Uh, we're not the... Cine- we'll take it. If you think we're the cinephiliacs, if you think we're the cinephiliacs, then... I mean, we're doing something right, you know? I guess. I feel like we're more like the skin affiliacs, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad he he yeah for sure oh, yeah 100. <laughs> I'm glad he uh, he wrote to the Cinephiliacs and not the other Peter Labusa podcast, the Ephibophiliacs. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy how nobody's called out Peter for that uh, that uh, slip. Um, 
No, uh, Jason was very kind and he sent me a message and he was like, dude, I wanted to leave a joke voicemail, but I was like afraid it was going to come off as mean. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. No, it's very funny. Uh, yeah. Have you seen any Christian Petzl? No. I've seen like, I've seen like half of Phoenix and I thought it was neat. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I know. I feel like I... I feel like that's a movie I already know the premise and like the ending of um, or whatever. And everybody made a big deal out of it. And I think I did a similar thing. I did not finish. Um, Doesn't mean it's bad or I shouldn't or whatever, you know. Do you remember Christian Petzold was a strong defender of Den of Thieves? Oh, wow. Damn. That's the boy. That's the boy, actually. Never mind. That's the boy. Um, He's untouchable. He really is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for the voicemail, Jason. We'll uh, we'll message. Yes, thanks. We'll, we'll send it to Peter. I'll email it to Peter Lebuzin. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be like yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, USC tacos things. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I don't like th- this. Has gone too far off the. R- <laughs> this is who show is this? Let's get this going. All right, uh, our next voicemail comes to us from our beautiful, wonderful friend Sean Patrick O'Brien. Who Sean? If I hope I'm not spoiling it, but we're gonna be on <coughs> on your Seltzer cast very soon. Yes, sir. Uh, he was nice enough to to uh, invite us. So yeah, that'll be fun talking. Actually, I don't want to spoil what we're talking about, but no. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Uh, so Sean is a sweetheart. Sean is a great, talented filmmaker, uh, and this is his voicemail. What's up, Doc Plus Pod? It's Sean O'Brien, Sean Patrick O'Brien, previous guest of the show, calling to tell you about my favorite 2020 movies. Uh, first movie uh, that I love the most, American Utopia. It's amazing. Uh, I actually saw it on Broadway last October for my birthday, and then on my birthday again, I was able to watch it. And, uh, yeah, it's great in film format. It's great on stage. Love it. Uh, second favorite film of the year, Bad Education. Uh, I'm from Long Island. Woo! So it was really cool seeing like a Fire. true Long Island story on the screen. Uh, yeah. Uh, third movie is the Beastie Boys story. Uh, discussed it on the podcast with you guys. I love the Beastie Boys. Um, I also saw this performed live twice. Um, in Brooklyn. So that was cool to see that in the comfort of my Jesus. own home as well. Two great live events. Uh, I feel like that's what happened a lot. Uh, I guess they're considered documentaries, right? Uh, but also another film that I loved was In and of Itself, which actually doesn't come out until January. So I don't know if that's in um, considered 2020. So you could edit that out. But it was really good. Check it out. And um, I also really liked let them all talk the trip to greece uh borat come on amazing um bill and ted 20th century tenant on the rocks i'm just i'm just spitting them off now uh worst film of the year i'll say that is class action park awful film fucking hated it thought it was really disrespectful to everybody that was injured or uh how about died at class action park (laughs) fuck that movie all right everybody have a great year we'll talk soon Listening to that voicemail, and I was go. screening them. I was, my, I was honestly so shocked. I clutched my pearls because I was like, "Oh, yeah. Sean's being mean. That's crazy." Yeah, let's go. Yeah, uh, class action park. Oh, I mean, I, 
I don't live in New York, uh, but I mean, so I, I guess I don't have necessarily maybe like personal feelings uh, against it. I did not like the way it was made. Um, and it, did you watch it? Did you and Sophie no. watch it? No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. That movie, I, the way I put it on Letterboxd is it's a, it's a loop-de-loop water slide of tone. It will make you, oh, it's no. trying to make you laugh at certain points. And then when you're laughing, you're just like remembering you're laughing about like a 16 year old kid who caught like tetanus and then like died from one of the water Jesus. slides at the theme park. It sucks. It's horrible. It's not good. It's another one of these. I, again, I watched that last blockbuster documentary just a couple days ago and that one and class action park do a really similar thing where they're like, Oh, we don't need like too many authorities on the subject. So we're just going to present you with like talking heads, uh, celebrity talking heads. So like, Sam Levine, Doug Benson, Chris Gethard. Um, oh, blah, God. Blah, blah. It's, it's just a bunch of hot dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really love Doug Benson. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just like I, I'm not I'm watching a dog. I'm trying to learn something. I'm not trying or feel something. I'm not I don't want to watch. I love the 80s or I love the exactly. 90s or something. Yeah. That being said, I do love I love the 80s and I love the 90s, but I don't want to watch but, that in a feature film. Um yeah, fuck clack at class action park. Click clack action park. Ooh, got him. Um, BC boy story rules. Um, boys, if you have friends, give them a hug and a kiss on the mouth. Yeah. Wait, does your new car have action park in it? I'm kidding. <laughs> funny. Yeah, I got four wheel drive action park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the rocks. I, as you know, this is a point of contention between myself and Vincent. I think that movie is a masterpiece. Um, I think. I think it's bad. <laughs> Swag. Um, tenant again. <laughs> tenant fucking rules, dude. Does it? Tenant owns so hard. It's so okay. cool that somebody for the last like 20 years has been like, no, you really go think about more movies and that. And then with this last one, he was like, you really just don't go think about my movies and that. Yeah. It rules. Um, I think on the AOK podcast they call them the, they call it the backwards shooty movie. That's good. There you go. Dudes rock. Um, That's about right. I'm sure I could get to a level where I just think it rules, but that uh, that watching it at the drive-in stuck in the car is just like I oh man this no. So Hannah, <laughs> oh no. Since then, Hannah and I have been back miserable. To the, yeah, I I get it. Hannah and I have been back <laughs> to the drive-in like a million times. Um, yeah, and I've seen the first. 20 minutes of tenant maybe six times and i'm i'm genuinely i'm like no no hyperbole really convinced it's one of the most well-directed action set pieces that's right you did say that yeah like in that yeah that one has laid out geography it's really good really massive it's cool it's yeah. so good um yeah respect to to, to kind of downhill from there but it is kind of downhill from there i agree with you um i've also seen uh spoiler alert for tenant kenneth Branagh's death scene uh multiple times and that is <laughs> that's really funny one of the coolest <laughs> things no it's so funny christopher nolan is hilarious um okay that's it uh i don't know thank you sean new york sounds yes. like a cool place can't wait to go there god i wish that were me um thank you <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. Our next one is our friend Emilio, who 
Dang, I don't know if I should say. He left us two voicemails. One of them, he's, he's a little too tipsy to leave the full voicemail, so he left us a full one. Um, again, we we yeah, I think he left it to us on Christmas. So respect to the kid. Oh, respect. Yeah, we love um, we love Emilio. Emilio is talking about his favorite um, movie posters of the year. If you guys remember Emilio from one of our damn. first episodes. Um, Emilio designed the cover art uh, for the podcast. Uh, in addition to that, he's just a great friend. Um, somebody who truly we were really thankful to get to work with in this crazy year, um, become closer to and, you know, establish some sort of a professional working relationship with him. Emilio's great. Yeah. Uh, Emilio's awesome. Uh, but he is a talented graphic designer and he's talking about some of his favorite film posters of the year. Um, which is neat. So let's let's hear what Emilio has to say. All right. Take two. I'm a little bit tipsy, so this is a little bit hard for me. I hope you understand. But uh, this is Emilio here uh, stopping by to uh, tell you about some movie posters I really like this year. Uh, first, I'd like to uh, talk about Time, the doc by Garrett Bradley. I think it's a very simple, very nice and sincere poster uh which i think fits the doc a little bit uh billy had some beautiful art uh modern yet classic kind of bringing it all together with the topic of the film the metamorphosis of birds which looks very interesting uh the poster sells the movie really well kind of uh I don't know, minimal, but very, very much sells me on the movie. Uh, I hope to see that when it's available on stream. Uh, Color Out of Space, pretty nice psychedelic vibe coming from that movie, so I really enjoy the poster. Well executed. Uh, Emma by Pablo Larraín and uh, starring Gael García Bernal. The poster is gorgeous. Uh, as a graphic designer, I aspire to make something uh that beautiful and that mixes art and uh graphic design with photography so mm. seamlessly and then of course uh i think the two posters that came out for the five five bloods were just out of this world gorgeous beautiful and uh yeah those are my favorites thanks uh to you guys for uh keeping me company during covid and being entertaining and funny but still you know teaching me a lot and exposing me to a lot of great filmmakers so thanks guys and can't wait to hear more well goddamn uh well thank you for making our podcast happen (laughs) yeah (laughs) truly (laughs) i was like wait yeah yeah thanks for being uh our friend part of this exactly for going on this journey with us emilio uh you you got a home with us forever um time poster is beautiful um the metamorphosis of birds poster is beautiful i like some of the work coming out of a color out of space um Mm -hmm. if i remember correctly that movie has a very beautiful title card um, that I'd recommend you guys look up and he okay. is absolutely right about Emma a movie I did not very much enjoy that poster is 
obscene. It's beautiful. Yeah. And of course, every print to come out of Defy of Bloods was outstanding. Yeah. That movie has some of the best um like visual advertisements, print advertisements um of any movie this year. Do you, Vince, real quick, have any posters that stand out to you from this year? No, I'm looking at them right now and I'm not that impressed with any of them. I'm going to go on the record. Boys State, the original white poster with the Austin State Capitol on top of the boy's head. Phenomenal. Yeah. Wait. Uh, okay. One, I'm going to, I mean, it's got to be said Possessor. Possessor has a crazy poster. It's nice. It's really good. That's another one. Every every alternative poster that they had for that movie looks great. It's all so beautiful. Um, hell yeah, Possessor movie of the year. Um, hmm. <laughs> City Hall has a great poster. I really like it. I think it's his most poster-ass poster. Yeah. Um, let's see. I like Beastie Boys story a lot. Um, hmm. I think Lingua Franca also has a beautiful poster. Um, that one's really nice. Soft Blues. Um, people really hated the On the Rocks poster. I think it's cute. Do you remember it's just him and Bill Murray and Rashida sitting down at a bar? Mm, I'm not <laughs> impressed. <laughs> I, last, once again. Yeah. <laughs> Last and First Men, the Johan Johansson movie, has a beautiful uh, poster, and that oh, is man. a beautiful film. Uh, Gunda, the, um, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Victor Kosakowski movie um, that you should all watch, uh, has a beautiful photographic poster that is just the outline of a pig, like the silhouette. Um, it's very elegant, uh, very evocative. Um, she Dies Tomorrow, great psychedelic Fire. poster. Yeah, really cool. Um, I don't know. Minari, very weak posters all around for some reason. I hope mm. to change that on Letterboxd. Um, Tenet had a good series of posters. Uh, MLK FBI's upgraded poster, the letterbox, the new Letterboxd one, is uh, phenomenal. It is a, a picture of the back of MLK, uh, his head. It's beautiful. Um, and the last one I am going to talk about is going to be none of them because that is it yep got him sweet got his ass um yeah man uh i think that's it (laughs) thank you emilio for calling us and making us think about poster design and stuff because that is very cool documentaries don't oftentimes get very beautiful posters dick johnson is dead being a good example of that netflix Mm -hmm. very clearly just said fuck it threw that movie out there and gave him a very weak poster but again i don't know boy state city hall beastie boy story all have really strong uh design work behind them so respect Yeah. yeah documentaries deserve to be rolled out just as beautifully as any blockbuster feature film so (laughs) Cool. Uh, thank you, Emilio. We love you. Yeah. Um, um, well, Vince. Well, that's it. That's it, folks. This is our last episode. Vince and I are going to kill ourselves as soon as we stop recording. Uh, thank you to everybody who has listened to our show. Thank you to everybody who left us a voicemail or email. 
or who has said anything kind about us in the past. Um, you guys are great. You are truly the reason why we're doing this. Um, it's nice to be able to sit down and talk with my friend Vince. Uh, once a week. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, our friendship was founded on talking about movies. So it's only natural. Yeah. Um, uh, here's to a happier, healthier, sexier 2021. For sure. We love you all very much. Yes, wishing everyone the best. Uh, rest in peace, MFD. I, uh, I'm Vincent Briscoe. My name is Johan Rucker, and we are, are joined, joined with our good friend Aiden Seidman. Give Hi it guys. up for Aiden, guys. Come on. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Good boy. Thanks got, for having me. Once a freaking kid. Yeah, let's see if I bomb this time. No. No, no bombs. No yeah. bombs. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right, guys. So. <laughs> Yeah. We are, we're here, it's a holiday, so it's a holiday podcast, and we wouldn't be uh, complete without Aiden, our perpetual third mic uh, for mm-hmm. holiday podcasting. And, yeah, he's our uh, third. And uh, Jewish person uh, of the pod. So of I'm course. representing the Hasidic faith one here. Yeah, we're honoring all of the, we're honoring all of the holidays here. I'm celebrating Christmas, Aiden is celebrating Hanukkah, and Vince is also celebrating Christmas. So we're all really happy to be here. (sighs) Yeah. I'm gonna fucking kill myself, alright. Yeah. Yeah, the holidays fucking suck, dude. Um... Um, I, I can go if you want. I, um... Should I start with some honorable mention ones? I was going to hit some honorable mentions. I'm sorry, Aiden. We're woefully Fuck, unprepared. I look like a fucking idiot. Fuck no, me. No, no, <laughs> For God, the listeners Johan, at home, you asshole. You set him up is, for failure. This is my fault. No, you're <laughs> This is my fault. Um, I'm going to take an RV trip after. <laughs> <laughs> I got this great automated uh, message for you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He should have put that over a trap beat if we're being honest. Bump some 808s, <laughs> put some 808s in the background. Have Bro, crazy. the explosion is the 808. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first honorable mention I wanted to bring up was the NBA bubble, but mainly because it's um, a it was a televised COVID nineteen event, meaning like it was the beginning of and. Well, I'll just, it created a COVID like narrative for us. I think nationally that was really good. Um, first, with like that, uh, that Mavericks game getting cut off halfway through, um, season ending, all that stuff. When, you know, Rudy Gobert catches it, that's when everything started to shut down. Um, that seems like a century ago. I, exactly, I yeah. right? And then. Wasn't he like sucking off microphones and stuff? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He was just. Ugh. He was like grabbing them. He's like, oh, look, I'm sick. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm French. Yeah. And then. He, um, he's like, oh, look, <laughs> I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not an all star. Um, and then. Fuck uh, <clears throat> But then the bubble comes back, which like the bubble, the NBA um, spent like $100 million on. Um, Light work. Go ahead. Again, 
it's like one thing where it's like, oh, not the best when tests still weren't like super duper widely available like they are now that it's like all these people get dedicated daily tests. Um, but it was like a national experiment, it feels like. It was, we're all watching. These guys are, we're seeing like, okay, if you distance yourself from everyone, you're locked into a bubble situation. Everybody's getting tested all the time. You can't go out, yada, yada. What can happen? And they get to the end of the playoffs and, you know, Lakers win the championship, which is, hey. Of course. show. Let's go. Um, uh, what's it called? But, yeah, we just saw, like, okay, well, if you follow the shit correctly, like, you can reach some kind of success, uh, which was nice to see on a national scale. It was nice to see at first when everybody wanted to go on strike for George Floyd. 100%. Um, it was nice to see them at least, you know, interact with that before it was squandered by Obama. And then, I don't know, I think just keeping, like, that thing questioned and, like, why are we even on TV? Um, and then ultimately, like, st- having, having a way to stand in for hope was, like, I don't know, it's such a big narrative. 100%. That's an excellent way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Some and of the then most, my uh, other... Sorry. What? Some of the most evocative visuals of the year is just them playing in completely empty Bro, stadiums. Yeah. And them, like, okay, football is back. Football looks not good now because Ooh. of it, its stadiums are just too big to be empty. But the way that they, like, made this arena with screens and st- stuff all around, it, like, it became a, an entirely different thing. And the product was, like, fantastic still. It was something different, but, like, the basketball was as competitive as ever. It's sick. <laughs> Um, but yeah, other honorable mention I just wanted to throw up. I mean, this one's corny as all hell, but I, it was like a national thing we should acknowledge, which was the Oscars. Yeah, this 100%. year they were so sweet, and I always think about Bong Joon Ho thanking Martin Scorsese. Oh my god, so and it, good! Dude. I mean, it kills me. Like this man made like such a you know, it feels like a last movie, even though it's not. But like you know we're getting to that point and him acknowledging that um as a korean man to this you know our great american filmmaker it's a whole other thing but it was just like an ode to movies that was really beautiful you know in like early march or whatever or february and then you know not long after the world shuts down and, and we like, had no more movies for and we have no movies yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah going going hostless was yeah. One of the best decisions that they made, um, that they could have made. Um, it feels weirdly like, I don't know, emblematic of the year that would follow, of just kind of like disparate uh, like portions, kind of you're at a distance because there's no host to like guide you through the whole thing. I don't know. It was, it was really, it was a nice way to like end the world. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, did you guys see the Martin Scorsese quote about Killers of the Flower Moon? No. What did he say? Made me sad. He said that he's scared he's not going to be able to capture the same spark he captured with the Irishman with Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes, he can. I promise. If if he's listening right now, I promise you can do it, buddy. He, he wasn't talking about ability though. He was just talking about like ex- like exactly what Vince said. Like it just feels like that was like the the capstone. Exactly. Yeah. So he's just kind of like wondering, like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, it bummed me out, man. 
Yeah, he just asked God if I could be if he could be forgiven. Now what are you gonna do? Like are you gonna go You can't ask that a second time. I hope in many ways I hope Killers of the Flower Moon sucks. Um like it's just like very bizarre or like not very good mm-hmm. or something. Because then I think that I don't I don't know. It'd be interesting to just see him kind of fumble a bit again and then get hungry <laughs> all over again. No? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. God, oh, now I'm thinking about when we saw Irishman in theaters and how fun that was. Damn it. A- Aiden's parents got to see me deep throat like two <laughs> fucking like jalapeno bacon hot dogs back to back, dude. I think my, didn't my parents buy you popcorn as well? <laughs> they bought me popcorn and they let me have their french fries. <laughs> oh, God damn it, dude. Something so happy, Aiden, about your mom just drinking a beer. Whenever I see my yeah. mom drink a beer, I get so fuzzy because it's so cute. Yeah. Oh, I remember oh. going outside, dude. Fuck me, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> what's okay. your What's your Wait. five? Five is eight forty six. That Dave Chappelle special. Good call. Ooh, yeah. Talk about that. Um, you know, kind of on the topic of the basketball as well. It's just like doing numerology, basically, like on stage, just in the current moment and being able to connect it all in a very vital way in 27 minutes. Um, definitely something we all needed. <laughs> that is his best work. Um, if he was ever to win a Pulitzer Prize, he would win the Pulitzer <laughs> for that. I say that with complete seriousness. Um, yeah. He is somebody who... We've had the, in hindsight, immense pleasure to struggle with as an artist um, and to see it all culminate in 846 was really, really nice. He's a shithead, obviously, and he is yeah. somebody who is, has displayed time and time again that he is unwilling to get with the times, and that's fine, but then 846 reminds you that he is, at this point in his career... A, old, and B, gonna be our cultural narrator until we fucking die, so. Oh, we could yeah. do worse. We yeah, could, come we on. We could do much worse, <laughs> I think. I agree. Alright, you guys, uh, my honorable mentions are uh, obviously The Last Dance is incredible. Um, Last Dance is really good. That's uh, Jason Hare's uh, documentary about the... Which- uh, yeah. Nineties oh, Bulls, ninety seven, ninety eight yeah. championship season. I'll be yeah. talking about it more in a later uh, Perfect. I, point. I, I do just want to say we better not lose like documentary points on this shit. Okay, because if you hated it then you watched it wrong. Then you're a fucking loser, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you should be hating on it oh, you should be the only reason why you should be hating on The Last Dance is because it becomes an ESPN Gatorade McDonald's Disney advertisement by the end of the final episode. Aside from that, it is made perfectly. It's executed flawlessly. Um, It's myth-making in real time. It is poetry. It is the best thing to come out of quarantine. Um, (coughs) I'll go ahead and plug uh, that one as well as Lance and Be Water, the trio of ESPN Plus uh, films that came out. All of those were really, really uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, 
So yeah, I got The Last Dance. I got the Ai Weiwei documentary, Coronation, which is one of the best docs of the year, but has one of the worst titles of the year. Um, Coronation, get it guys, Corona Nation. Um, and it's about uh, China's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it is really good. Uh, just earlier this year, us three with our pals got to watch um, the higher, uh, I guess, bigger prestige Ai Weiwei film, Vivos, which is about um, student quote unquote disappearances in Mexico, um, and we were all really soft on that one. Uh, it wasn't it was not very good. So it was really nice to see Coronation be um, as strong as it is. And I think one of my problems with Vivos is that it speaks in poetry, right? And that kind of takes away from any like like really punchy like point or like conclusion to be reached. It feels a little bit too quaint. Uh, Coronation is extremely critical of the CCP. Um, it's, it's really, really good. I'm surprised in all honesty that Ai Weiwei has not like been killed. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's, uh, and the next filmmaker that I'm also glad was not killed for the movie he made was the dissident, uh, Brian Fogel. Uh, that's my, uh, last honorable mention. We did a full episode on that, guys. Um, he was just written up, and I think the New York Times, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm. That man has a price on his head. I stand by <laughs> what I said. I really think that's going to be the last movie he makes, Vince. He is radioactive, buddy. Mm-hmm. Completely He's radioactive. Got bone saws coming in. You're saying? <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Come on. My. It's a. Uh, God where you man. keep it stored in the RV and <laughs> yeah. you're, yeah. My number five <laughs> uh, favorite documentary film is uh, Spike Jones's Beastie Boys story. Um, Damn. Yeah, we talked about that one a little bit with uh, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Um, it is really good. It's shot, uh, I think, mostly by um, Spike's DP, who we talked about a lot when we did our Four Little Girls um episode ellen i lied it is not shot by ellen caress no it is shot by autumn durald who shot palo alto oh palo alto yeah yeah i follow her on instagram yeah Yeah. (laughs) that movie looks like money um ben stiller is in it for like two seconds it's really funny um and it's nice and totally not sad that we're talking about this when i have my friends here because that movie is quite literally about missing your friends so Yeah, it made me cry a lot because it hit like, right when we were all like, okay, this is going to be like our life for like the, the foreseeable future in like May, I think, um, where it's just clear that nothing was going to get better. And yeah, it just sucked because I don't know. Being alone <laughs> is garbage. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel so bad. I feel like all the episodes I've been on, well, now too, we end up somehow taking depressing turns in almost every part of our conversation. Buddy, this is like we know that this is going to happen preemptively, so yeah, we're like, yeah. we need to bond with Aiden. <laughs> we just, yeah. Yeah. I need a That's hug from my for, boys. Dude. Yeah, dude. I think in hindsight, too, it hits a little bit harder when I think about it just because of uh, Eli um, and my, my good pal David. Uh, yeah, I've lost more people this year than I ever have in my life. Um, 
I'm sure we all have. Um, and that sucks. So I don't know. Uh, the happy ending to this, not to be a bummer, would be to honor your friends as they're living um, and to make beautiful art with them. And that's what we're uh, that's what we're motherfucking trying to goddamn do here, folks. Aiden, what's your number four? Oh, great. Um, so mine is the Last Dance, the uh, aforementioned documentary about Michael Jordan. And uh, like, I think the way you you put it is like it's myth making in real life. Um, is kind of what I liked about it the most is uh, um, it's like. You know, everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. Like, I've watched basketball since I saw Allen Iverson get, you know, as a 76er. I, so Woo! I was four, year, four years old when I started watching basketball, probably. Um, and so, like, of course, you know who Michael Jordan is. I watched Allen Iverson cross him over in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, but uh, it's you, – you go in, you're like, yeah, he's good at basketball. He's, you know, he's got the shoes. He's – he's the best and then you'll you understand that like there'll never be a competitor like him again in anything nope and then you realize that that's what playing against him was like is like oh it's michael jordan whatever and then you just realize through like grit and grind that you're like oh this guy's he's just different like it's it's just different yeah um yeah uh and there, there's so many good like i don't know like there's a part where he was talking about himself and he's like, yeah, I, I may have been a tyrant, but that's, that's you because you never won anything. Oh and yeah. Like I think about that probably every day and it's like, and it's so good, dude. And, um, yeah. Watching basketball shot on film is God damn I, it. I could literally Nothing do like it, it every day, all day and just watch like highlights on film. I could do that <laughs> for the rest of my life and be like very happy about it. So good. Yeah. It is, it is such a a joy every week. Yeah, I, that I do miss that eased us yeah. into quarantine. I'm sorry. For sure. No, no, yeah. no. For sure. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I just miss everyone watching the last dance, yep. and then we were all having fun on Twitter for maybe a couple hours. We all went to bed, and you know, remembered that every day will be the same for the foreseeable <laughs> future. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, now I think I'm thankful for, uh, this, a uh, good choice, obviously, uh, you know, last dance rules. I'm thankful for this pod because, uh, yeah, watching the last dance, I know we didn't cover it, but I mean, getting to like, yeah. talk about documentaries every week and like being able to like form a vocabulary about it, uh, in hindsight, makes one it makes you appreciate how good the last dance was two how big of haters everybody on twitter is um and three uh watching kobe doing work uh is the perfect yeah um like yeah dessert i don't know for yeah yeah it's uh i don't know it's the drink at the end of the meal man if you guys have not at this point seen kobe doing work uh, it's all on youtube you should watch that um there's nothing like watching basketball, like in, in the cinema context, like at all. Nothing like it. It is the. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch Uncle Drew before I watch like anything else, any given moment. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Completely serious. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Oh, right. v- vegan King Kyrie Irving, by the way. Let's just remember that. 
Yes, there sir. Was, put some V's in That's the best. chat if you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> Please right. don't. Please no, don't. don't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm on four. Okay. Um, feels good, man. Ooh. Let's go. Yeah, watched it yes, at Sundance. I um, haven't rewatched, but like I'm entirely sure it holds up. But, you know, anything where you take this stupid little phenomenon and it's very easy to, not easy, but it's uh, to be able to see the cosmicness behind it, um, connect those dots, means a lot. Um, and yeah, it, it's very indicative of how like weird the world is going to continue to get. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Feels Good Man is available on streaming now, I think. Um, I don't know if anybody big picked it up, but I'm pretty sure you can just rent it from like the website or whatever. Um, yeah, you should. And you should. It's amazing. Yeah, that movie rocks. Um, good uh, counter to talk about how bad uh, the feels when no GF was. Because, folks, this year we, all, we got a Pepe movie, but we also got a Wojak movie. Um, and the Wojak documentary sucks shit. Except and, for one part specifically. Except for one part, uh, yeah, yeah. How's can that? Can we talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we could talk about it that part, <laughs> but it rules. It's awesome. It's very funny. Um, but no, nah, feels good, man. Quite literally, feels good, man. That is a f- that is a very good and kind documentary. Okay, uh, whose turn is it now? Is it my turn? Yes. Right. Or. Yeah. Wait, Aiden, said, did you say four? Yeah, mine was last oh, yeah. dance. Yours was feels okay. good. All right, my uh, number four favorite documentary of 2020 is, uh, to quote Joseph Salamone, this little ditty is a real banger. Um, it's called Jasper Mall. Um, yeah, uh, it is directed by uh, Brett Whitcomb and Bradford Thomason. And it is about a year in the life of a dying shopping mall in Jasper, Alabama. Um, I had a very emotional reaction to this movie uh, because it made me think of my hometown mall uh, in the beautiful uh, Aurora, Illinois, uh, the Fox Valley Mall. Uh, Christmas time is when we're recording, like we mentioned. So I used to go there every Christmas. We used to take Christmas pictures sometimes at the Fox Valley Mall. And my grandparents, late into their life, um, would spend hours, if not cumulatively, days uh, in front of the Arby's at the Fox Valley Mall um, eating because they both uh, loved the uh, French dip sandwiches and roast beefs at the Arby's. Yeah, um, that is why... All of you Arby's haters hating on me for loving it. Um, that's where I get it from. Um, I don't know. Anybody who's worked long enough in one place will tell you that as much as you hate it, you grow an emotional attachment yeah. to that place. Uh, I got a phone call from my former, one of my coworkers, uh, Chef, Chef Brian, uh, who I had the pleasure of suffering through sprouts with. Um, and it made me really happy to hear from him, but it also made me sad because I don't get to spend my days just hanging out with him. And obviously my coworker, Anthony, and even my shitty boss, Melissa, you know, it's, it's just it makes you miss people. Um, and that's what Jasper Mall did. It is a mm. testimony that all of these people who are featured in that documentary, they'll get to have that moment in their lives, like encapsulated for history. It's really good. If you haven't watched Jasper Mall, that one is also one I think you can rent like on VOD right now. I believe it's on Prime. 
Oh, sweet. There um, you go. With streaming, I believe. Uh, let me double check that I, real quick. I think that's how I watched it, but I could be wrong. Um, in a similar way, that, that movie reminded me of a mall in New Jersey that my family and I used to go to all the time and that I have very fond memories of buying um, The Darkness on Xbox 360. Oh, and then hell waiting, yes. And then waiting wow. an entire summer to come home and play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's real um, shit. And that, that mall is only a Dillard's now, I believe. Everything else is closed in it. That wow. fucking sucks. Jesus Christ. It's a, I hate shit like that, dude. I love malls yeah. so much. They're yeah. so much fun. See, you, you, we're all... If you've listened to a second of any episode or, or read any of Aiden's writing or if you know... Like, I don't know. It's just... Like, we all hate this shit. Like, capitalism <laughs> obviously can suck my penis, but... The way I put it, not to pat myself on the back, but I mean, you you are expected to just be confronted with all of the different tentacles and tendrils of capitalism in your life and more as you grow older. But what they, they capital T, never anticipate is you drawing meaning from it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's literally, I, I don't know if, if. Malls are just so special, in particular. I don't know. If you worked at a Target, I'm sure it's equally special, but malls, just at a glance, are, like, so cool. It's, like, a coming together of, like, different people. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's kind of... I was. That's what I was going to say, is that there's such an amalgamation of... Uh, I don't know, dude. There's no other place you go to Sharper Image and then Borders. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and we while having to hold a, a fucking a, a Surf City squeeze in your hand. Come on, bro. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Shout out to all the malls. Salute to you. Salute. Stay strong. I am hammered and I have to pee. Uh, we'll figure that out in a bit. Okay. Um, Aiden, what is your number three favorite documentary of the year? Uh, it is Feels Good, Man. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. So, w. You know, this year, it's a hack bit, but this year, shut the fuck up, Siri. Sorry. Um... This year, it's a hack bit, but like... Um, Disrespecting women yet again. Aiden Shut Friedman. up, not me, dude. I love women, but I love women <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, Did we no, get him, I, uh, Vince? Did we get him on the audio? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> this year sucks, obviously. Um, you know, I've lost two jobs. I've had numerous uh, like health and family scares. Um, and... I always think about the like main character of Feels Good Man, and he's like, yeah, I did this thing, and it kind of got out of hand. Now all I want to do is spend time with my daughter. And most of the footage of him is biking around his suburbs, and that's always been like a very calming thought in the last years, you know, since, I, since we saw it at Sundance. It's just kind of... Like yeah, man, things are gonna get way out of your way out of hand, and you're not gonna be able to handle it, even if you try your best. Yeah. But that's kind of that, and you gotta try to move forward. And I think that's a really, really beautiful thing to try to hold on to. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Watch uh, feels good, man. Guys, I don't know. Um, there's nothing like it. It is beautiful and gentle like Aiden is saying and it's that is a film that is not afraid to lay a punch on hate speech it's really effective documentary filmmaking yeah Vince what is your Um, number three 
So my number three is Boys State. Um, we got the boys right here who did the Boys State episode. You already know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's Woo. been great. It's um, kind of come back into my head since Obama Obama made his year-end list and put Boys State on there. <laughs> and it's, oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, he just doesn't care. Any, uh, anyways, it was, I don't know. It's been a bad political year, um, but that is... And that is not indicative of, I don't know, the movie is not indicative of anything super good coming, but there's still a slight bit of hope um, that we're all holding on to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And I, I don't want to just regurgitate myself from when I, when we talked about it, when you guys let, when uh, you guys brought me on last time. But yeah, the movie's so it just it's just like we're all dumb and we all make we all say like hey let's ban cargo shorts but there's a human <laughs> there you know there's yeah. a human being wherever you're looking that you might not like but just try to be pleasant at least you know that know. and and also i think it was um it made for a good sub, like episode subject as well because of all the boxes that it ticks of being um ethical of being uh like extremely um empathetic towards the subjects as well it's a very considerate uh, movie v- yeah. extremely so and it is a movie ass movie that's cinema baby kino yeah. excellence so boy state boy state bang dudes rock bang. dudes, dudes rock, rock. Dude's rock. My number three uh, favorite documentary of 2020 was Frederick Wiseman's City Hall, which um, we were nice enough to be joined by our friend Jason Miller on that episode. If you guys haven't listened to it, that is um, every episode is special, but I really, really love uh, all kings. Yeah, all kings on that episode, dude. Yeah. Um, City Hall rocks. Uh, The mayor, Marty Walsh, was just on CNN uh, yesterday talking about coronavirus or something because Vince, if you didn't know, he's still try- he's still doing media appearances. <laughs> this man's going to run for serious? president. He was talking about how he hoped to be in Biden's cabinet. <laughs> and he was not. Picked. Oh my God. <laughs> the perfect coda for, for our conversation about city hall. Um, yeah. So I won't go too long on it uh, since there's a whole two hours worth of material out there to listen to. Um, Frederick Wiseman. Yeah, new Wiseman this year. Good year. (laughs) Yeah. He's very old. Uh, This could be his last film. He uh, gave an interview in, I think, The New Yorker, if I'm not mistaken, where he says that he feels like there's a good chance this is his last film. So it's a perfect encapsulation of everything that he stands for and everything that he's been working for the past, like, 50 years that he's been, like, making movies. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, City Hall... Is great, guys. Um, it rocks. Wonder Woman is like two. I just watched Wonder Woman earlier today. That movie is like two hours and like thirty-five minutes long. Uh, City Hall, all things considered. If you sat down for Wonder Woman, guys, you can sit down and watch fucking City Hall, and you should. Yeah. So, so my number two is Dick Johnson is dead, which Woo! has been. Covered. Okay, wait. That's my number two as well. That's my number let's two go. as well. Let's oh, go. Let's go, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. That's what we're we just like sisters and charmed. 
This is we just like love charm. that show, dude. <laughs> Big Sister Cinema <laughs> Charm. Anyway. Should we all um, kiss? Yes. I mean, no, dude. That's soft, dude. Don't. What if we kiss? <laughs> Unless. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, Dick Johnson is Dead is Woo! an am- amazing movie, but yeah. stands as a piece of history that I'll never forget. It yep. being the one obvious. Okay, yeah. If you've. Uh, yeah. It's when I found out Kobe died. I remember friend of the pod, Tavion, grabbing my leg and showing me. Awful, awful moment in history and life, uh, but oddly fitting for the movie, I think. Um, yeah. About, yeah, I, I don't know. I To get way, way too personal, like, I have older parents. I So, like... I, it's cause something I'm constantly thinking of. It's like, how do I make sure that my parents, like, I can remember them the way I need to remember them? 100%. Um, yeah. And she gets it, dude. She she really gets it. KJ might be the... She might be the best. Like, she understands what it's like to be a, a, a daughter or a son and how to... Like, how to... Because in my mind, eventually... You have to take care of your parents, and it's like for at what, sure. At, do you want to do it physically or do you want to do it emotionally as well? And I think she gets it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking idiot, dude. I don't know. This movie's so good. I think it's on. It's on Netflix at this point, right? Yeah. 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 Um, dude, turn it on, dude. Come on. Yeah, just say like you said. I mean, with um, it's pretty much the inevitable, like we will lose our parents and stuff so and that's something we're always facing down so it stands as like this piece of cinema that is like a something you can turn to to help you through uh and to hug you through um and to to give you guidance on how to yeah make that into something that you would like and into like a celebration yeah Yeah, exactly that that's a much more succinct way to put it than what i was trying to say Thank you. you got it. Nah. I what did just randomly start crying about it the other day when he with the scene where he is like giving up his car. Yeah. No. I I no. can't I don't even know if I can talk about it, but uh no. that is, I can't that, talk that, about that it. Is masochistic, <laughs> I just thought about it the other day and just started like welling up in the car and I was like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um if you go, yeah. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched Camera Person, number one, go watch Camera Person. Cam- camera Person, fuck. Um, camera <laughs> Person rules. Uh, that is a movie she made about her mother primarily, and it is a really, um, in in a good way, it deserves to be serious. It's a very like solemn kind of morbid movie about her mom uh, struggling with, um, I think Parkinson's, if I'm not mistaken, neurodegenerative disorder. Um, and then so. to counter that with Dick Johnson is dead tells you everything you need to know about her relationship with her parents um, how goofy she can be around her dad mm. and how silly she can be with him it's really refreshing to see that um, and it's aspirational because uh, I wish straight up <laughs> I had a dad to be silly with that seems like it would be fun and cool um, and KJ lets you live vicariously through her with that so it's nice yeah it's really nice that's a that is a masterpiece of the film dude uh yeah. 
There's nothing like it, buddy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So it just leaves my number one. Would that be Aiden again? Since you just knocked out yeah. our number twos. Look at that, dude. That's what being boys all about. Um, it, no surprise. It's Boy State. Woo! Um, it's it's, <laughs> the, it's my single most recommended movie of the year to everyone I talk to, regardless yep. of like if we went to school together or if you're like a family friend or something. It's like, hey, you should watch this movie. You'll like it. I can't think of a single person who would dislike that movie. Or a person that you're renting an RV from for whatever reason in Nashville, Tennessee. I didn't rent it. I bought it with cold hard cash. Dude. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, uh, Boy State is a is a is a masterpiece. Um, there's no two ways about it. Uh, Boy State is one of the, the one of the most essential documents of American political theater ever produced. Um, yeah. Agreed. It is the yeah. it's the best of Trump cinema. It is perhaps the only good thing yeah. to come out of Trump cinema. Um, mm-hmm. Dudes do rock. Um, it's Zoomer do. cinema. And it's, what? We're, it's Zoomer cinema. It is Zoomer cinema. Yeah. Uh, I I said it when we were recording. I, I won't take up too much time. I'm sorry, Aiden. But like, no, go for it. If you're dismissing this movie because they're Zoomers or because they're boys, you are part and parcel of the problem uh you should really reevaluate um yourself i don't know um if you're discounting these these boys opinions or how silly they are or how you know um stupid they may be at certain points you are like just a complete lost cause. I don't know what to tell you. I've seen so many horrible bad faith readings about this movie and about how disgusting boys are and stuff like that. And I do get it. It is completely deserved. Don't get me wrong. But to look at yeah. the, the people in this movie, the young men in this movie who are actively, regardless of their political affiliation, trying to work towards change um, and work towards it, not just prophesy on a fucking sofa in their living room. Uh, there's 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 a lot of good to be found uh, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and like if if they're seventeen, right, or sixteen, how old? Something are they like again? that. High yeah. school age. If those kids can be nice to each other and draw tears from each other, you can do the same. You can you can be nice to the person uh, that's checking you out at a grocery store. You know, you can yep. just. Yeah, it's it's just such a I, – I guess that's really all the documentaries. Uh, if there is a through line, a lot of these – there is like um, a nice soft pink underbelly, you know, of mm. like of kindness or just like generosity or, you know, just being nice, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I, if there is one through line, that's probably what it is for me. No, it is, and it's not uh, – uh that's not a way to just, you know, brush all the problems away. It's just be nice and Trumpism will go away. Of course. No, yeah. it's not an easy answer. It's telling you that being nice is an active choice and that being nice carries political power in it. Um, yeah, me and Vince just watched MLK FBI earlier this month and his path of, of passivity is not the path of least resistance, which I think it is, oh, it is the complete yeah. opposite of that. He's making the hard choice to be passive and right now we all need to make the hard choice not to draw too big of a contrast between those things obviously because the struggles are 
same and radically different. I don't know, but sure. We being nice is not easy mode at all. I have I have kids every day. I have parents every day who say some of the most out of pocket political nonsense, and then I remind myself that two minutes later that kid will just be goofing around with me playing Mancala or playing you know Candyland or whatever like. Yeah. Be and nice. Then, it then, doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Plus, as lefties, um, I I go out of my way to to, uh, and hopefully my actions point to it to try and not be a self serious cunt about my politics to uh, show yeah. people how serious I am about radical, like positivity. Um, we should have had. We should get Tavion on for this bit because this is that man's whole mo. Um, mm. it's the, it's it is the hard choice. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Well, I'm not a leftist. I'm a part of the <laughs> the alt right Hasids. Those are for my sure. heroes. <laughs> those are the coolest guys to ever live. So that's who I am. Yeah, you're the anti mask uh, Hasids <laughs> in Brooklyn who are responsible yeah, for yeah. three nine elevens worth of Dominican <laughs> school children dying in Crown Heights or whatever. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> that is go. funny, Aiden. Let's go, dude. That's me. Um, yeah. Well, that's my uh, number yeah, one to eight. Or Vince, what is, what's your number one? Oh, my number one was City Hall. Um, yeah. Speak on that, dude. Um, New Wiseman, goaded. I think of um, just little things from there all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, mostly I think about um, that episode that we recorded when it was said that um, how how much Wiseman controls that mayor's image. Um, and we, you know, you and I have talked about like visual literacy and how horribly illiterate like Americans are. Um, and it's just like such a, it is such a grand gesture, um, it being so long and it is, uh, there's like a real bit of fire and anger to it, um, that, that is like gonna age amazingly like that's what Weissman is gonna leave behind for us and yeah it, it's just another like vital lesson or something we're gonna have to come back to I know it <laughs> he really is the best I just finished um Cal Berkeley uh bro oh I feel like every time I watch a new Weissman I'm like oh my god this is like the best piece of documentary filmmaking I've ever seen in my life like I remember thinking that after hospital there's no way any movie could be better than this it's so sick um I really want to make my girlfriend watch hospital um damn shout out to Tori big shout out dude she bought me (laughs) PS5 let's fucking go dude maybe she'll be listening girlfriend's rock salute shout out to the girlfriends GF's rock Folks, GF's rock. <laughs> Hannah, this next talkie goes out to you. He just, oh my god, he just crushed the whole bag. He just, he just crushed the bag. 17 of them in one to- at one go. Can you guys pretend like I'm taking off my shirt and I have like a six pack? 
He's so strong, dude. Whoa, eight or Johan. <laughs> Valiant effort, Vincent. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little. Yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, all right. These lozenges are hitting now. I'm gonna start with Squadron until four in the morning tonight. Hell yeah. That's sick. I'm gonna listen to binaural beats and drink Gatorade until I fall asleep. <laughs> Let's go. I can't tell if you're like, if that's a Zoomer move or just like an 80 year old move. <laughs> Bitch, I just want to fall asleep. What the fuck do you mean, dog? Yeah. I got a sleep mask and a weighted blanket, and I've got wireless headphones so I don't kill myself with the cords. I'm like <laughs> trying to, like, I'm like silicon valleying my sleeping schedule. Yeah. Let's go. I'm trying to maximize you- it. I've got, I figured out my time. Seven hours is what I need to function the next day, like, at peak performance. Yeah. So, yeah. you ever feel like you're trapped under your weighted blanket? Never. Never, because I know it's got me. Mm. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> I know that because I've served in combat situations before that I could never be under a weighted blanket. Of course. What was your MOS? Mm. I can't tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I used to Nashville. just I used to just do missions, man. <laughs> no, me, my MOS, I don't even have an MOS. Fort Worth. Yeah. Why is my like- why is my flag too low? Uh, hey, Sarge, I'm sorry. You got me on that one. I'll move it up right now in front of you. But no, I used to I used to just do missions, man. It was me and my Yeah, I was spec ops. I was uh, Special Forces Sniper Army. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, we were out there in our campaign in Karachi. Uh, yeah, I was special forces shoddy snipes on uh, <laughs> on guardians. <laughs> God, God damn it! You want me to call my commanding officer? Sarge doesn't want me to call him, man. I'm sorry. He's Sarge. in space, bro. He's in space. <laughs> <laughs> He's in space force now. Hell yeah! All right. I, well. I I was thinking about one last boy state thing is if. If that dude who went to West Point joined Space Force. Hell yeah. Yo, badly, oh my god. How badly I want him to be Commander Keys from Halo and get turned into Gravemind. Yep. That's what we want, dude. <laughs> that guy is so great, he would make such a good flood hive mind. Is that the bit that's the Bitcoin cowboy, right? Yeah. 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 Shout out my boy, dude. Bitcoin is we're riding the Bitcoin wave right now, dude. Mm-hmm. It's up again, baby. It is up again. Good for Never him. sell. Stocks only go up. Stonks? I love my stonks. Yes, sir. Yes, well, sir. damn. I, um, yeah. Boys, state. Boys in a state. Boys rock. Dudes rock. Girlfriends uh, rock. rock. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks to Aiden for coming on. Uh, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you. Yeah, I love to be on. It's love talking to my boys. My two very smart, strong, supple boys. I like being described as supple. Um, of course, anytime. I've dude. I've always described you as supple. I appreciate this. <laughs> I know when nobody else has me, my boys got me. Um, God damn, I'm fucked up, dude. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> Aiden, where can people follow you and read your writing? Um, my Twitter is i'll pull it up right now uh you can follow me at underscore s-i-e-d-m-a-n-e side um, main side main yeah um i 
been posting on my blog more. I meant to post something about my favorite Christmas movies today, but I, I'll do that right now, actually. Hell yeah. Um, New Heat. Yeah. A little insider scoop. It's Inside Lou and Davis and All That Heaven Allows. Ooh, Only God two damn. Christmas movies anyone should give a fuck about, dude. You want me to kill myself, don't you, Aiden? Yeah, those movies are good. Anyway, um, yeah, you go. Uh, I'll try. I try to only write about movies. I wrote about video games the other day and I really hated it. It's a good post. You're good. It's a good post. Thanks. Of course. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm probably going to get banned there pretty soon, I think. No, I just I feel the I feel the written on the wind, dude. Just keep the RV <laughs> jokes coming and you'll be good, brother. I think I might be evolving from the RV. No. Aiden side <laughs> asset sideman is in position. <laughs> Alright, I bombed hard. Thanks for having me on, boys. No, you're good, Aiden. No, um, thank you for letting us have you. Yeah. On. Um you can follow um, the podcast at Doc plus pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, listen to our last two interviews. Listen to every episode, but those two interviews are real good and they're real short. Um, they're you really, you guys are great interviewers. I forgot to mention that you guys rock. That is, is like every episode gets better and better as you guys get, but those interviews were a plus good shit. Continue. Sorry. You can't be nice to me when I'm drunk. Aiden. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, you can follow Doc Plus Pod at Twitter. And, uh, fuck me, Jesus fucking Christ! You can follow Doc Plus Pod at, at on Twitter and at on Instagram at Doc Plus Pod, uh, and you can follow me at underscore Ruckers and Vincent at VP Briscoe. Um, stay tuned. Our new episode will be dropping in twenty twenty one. So we'll see you guys in the future. <laughs>